I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. True innovation in the world of movies is incredibly difficult nowadays, and so when a filmmaker manages to pull off something truly original, be it a stunning editing trick or imaginative technical flourish, then you can absolutely bet it'll be followed by a slew of enthusiastic imitators. The relentless imitation is really the ultimate compliment though, that these tricks so thoroughly reinvented cinematic language that they just had to be adopted by so many filmmakers who followed. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 tricks every movie started to rip off. Number 10, Shaky Cam, The Bourne Supremacy and Ultimatum. If you somehow haven't seen an action movie since the early 2000s, then Shaky Cam is the technique by which a filmmaker deliberately generates added instability within the frame, usually to accentuate fight scenes. When it works, as in the Bourne Supremacy and its sequel, A Bourne Ultimatum, Shaky Cam can enhance a scene's energy and make the viewer feel as though they're truly in the moment with the character. Unsurprisingly, many filmmakers have attempted to ape this technique over the years with wildly mixed results. Tony Scott's later films, for instance, employed it rather liberally, as have the two Taken sequels, Quantum of Solace, and countless found footage movies. Many of these flicks have failed to really grasp why it can be effective though, and simply resorted to just hurling the camera around carelessly to disguise lazy fight scene choreography. Thankfully, we seem to be over this period now, as movies like John Wick began offering up action scenes captured in just a few lengthy takes, where all the action can be savoured in crisp, stable media shots. Number 9. Soundtrack Dissonance, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Soundtrack Dissonance involves a filmmaker juxtaposing a movie's visuals with an intentionally incongruous piece of music, typically by scoring a scene of horrific violence to a tranquil, even upbeat song. Though it's tough to assign the technique to any one director, one of the more prominent early examples takes place in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, when Angel Eyes torches Tuco, all the while Ennio Morricone's gorgeously soulful The Story of a Soldier is played by the soldiers outside. Generally speaking, the technique is intended to heighten the violence on offer, while demonstrating the contrast between beauty and ugliness, serenity and savagery. And where else is that truer than in the Old West? Some of the most famous examples to follow Leone's lead though include A Clockwork Orange scoring a violent home invasion to Singing in the Rain, American Psycho soundtracking Jared Leto's axe murder to Huey Lewis and the News' Hip to be Square, or of course the immediately iconic Stuck in the Middle with You scene from Reservoir Dogs. What you might have noticed is that all of these movies are great, and that's because while not original, this trick is also rarely employed terribly, so it's tough to get too bent out of shape when filmmakers lean on it. Number 8. 
parallel action every Christopher Nolan movie. Though cross-cutting is one of the cornerstones of editing dating back to the very creation of film, no directors have employed it as extensively or ambitiously as Christopher Nolan, who uses multi-location editing to create perilously thrilling parallel action. In almost every film he's made since The Dark Knight, and especially in Inception, Interstellar and Dunkirk, Nolan has presented multiple action sequences at once, whether taking place concurrently or not, nimbly cutting between them to maintain a constant ebb and flow of tension. It's a simple yet clever technique to ensure that there's always something new and exciting to cut to, giving the director an editorial buffer when one plane of action begins to wind down. Too many blockbusters over the last decade though have emulated this technique to keep count, but some of the more notable examples include The Avengers, particularly during its mid-film helicarrier sequence, and Skyfall, which employed parallel action during the sequence where Silver attempts to assassinate M. Due to the editorial complexity involved, though, parallel action generally isn't even attempted by your average hired hack filmmaker, and so it's rarely too objectionable to see directors following Nolan's lead, even if he remains very much the master of it. Number 7. The Psychic Nosebleed Scanners The so-called psychic nosebleed typically occurs whenever a character exhibits psychic or telekinetic powers, serving as visual shorthand to signify the strain that such activities place on the human body. Though it's been in everything supernatural on the big and small screen since, it was actually popularized in David Cronenberg's Scanners, where telepath Cameron Val is shown having a nosebleed after putting his psychic powers to the test. Like I said, pretty much every sci-fi or fantasy movie over the past 40 years featuring a psychic event will at some point feature the perpetrator leaking blood from their nose hole. Whether it's the fifth element, the butterfly effect, Chronicle, Pacific Rim, or how many other of the dozens if not other hundreds of movies have utilized this technique. It's such a commonplace, wildly overused trope that it pretty much just garners a chuckle these days as well. But back in 1981, it was genuinely original. Number 6. Bullet Time – The Matrix Bullet Time is one of the most innovative and replicated revolutions of big-budget filmmaking, whereby filmmakers use cutting-edge visual effects techniques to slow the action down and perhaps even rotate around it, giving the audience a more sustained look at the mayhem on display. Many filmmakers had flirted with the idea before, but Bullet Time of course came to prominence in The Matrix, immortalized in the iconic sequence when Neo attempts to dodge a hail of bullets fired at him by an agent. Using a meticulously organized rig of cameras which captured 360 degrees of motion as Reeves performed the bullet dodge, the Wachowskis were then able to stitch the desired frames together in post-production to give the impression of the camera moving around Reeves while he remained in slow-mo. And ever since, literally hundreds of action films over the past 20 years have employed some form of bullet time, from a bunch of Zack Snyder's work to the movie Wanted all creating their own riffs. Mostly though, it's actually featured in parodies, where everything from Shrek to Scream is taking the mick out of it. While few have done it better than the original article, it can still generate breathtaking results when done well as well, such as Dredd's creative use of bullet time-esque slow-mo in Alex Garland's 2011 film. Number 5. Symmetrical Cinematography – The Films of Stanley Kubrick Often referred to as one-point perspective, this technique sees filmmakers aiming to make the image as symmetrical as possible. Stanley Kubrick, of course, employed it extensively throughout his entire filmography, but for what purpose? Well, the overwhelming majority of movies do not feature many, if any, symmetrical shots. 
and so a director who deliberately attempts to make the frame as symmetrical as possible is likely intending to give their film an otherly off feel. Though still relatively uncommon in mainstream cinema circles, a number of singular auteurs have appropriated the technique for themselves. Wes Anderson is the obvious one, who has a similar tireless commitment to symmetry, but unlike Kubrick, this is typically to enhance the oddball comedic nature of his situations and his punchlines. More similar to Kubrick though, Paul Thomas Anderson and Yorgos Lanthimos often employ symmetry to create a detached, unsettling vibe that seems divorced from the usual stylistic tenets of filmmaking. Until Michael Bay starts doing it though, it probably won't get tiresome to be honest. Number 4. The Teleporting Villain Halloween. The Halloween franchise popularized one of the most common and widely parodied horror tropes there is, that being the teleporting villain. Despite Michael Myers' famously slow movement speed, he's still able to slink around Haddonfield largely undetected, sneaking up on his victim so effortlessly as to suggest that he's basically been teleporting himself around. It seems a bit silly now, but back then Myers' free movement only enhanced the anything-goes suspense that the shape could be anywhere at any time. The genre as a whole unsurprisingly cottoned on to the effectiveness of this trick and promptly ran it into the ground throughout the 80s and 90s, most notably in the Friday the 13th franchise and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Wes Craven though rather ingeniously parodied this trope in Scream, given that the film ends up having two killers explaining Ghostface's fleet-footed movements. The recent It Follows also offered up a neat subversion of the slow-moving villain that still manages to catch its victims, given that it's a shapeshifter which can disguise itself as anyone. Number 3. The Strobing Shudder Saving Private Ryan Steven Spielberg's Saving Private Ryan opens with the completely unforgettable Normandy invasion sequence. It's memorable not only for its unflinching violence, but also the groundbreaking aesthetic presentation by Spielberg and cinematographer Janusz Kaminski. The sequence is shot with an extremely uncommon, at the time anyway, 45 degree shutter angle, compared to the standard 180, which basically means that the camera shutter isn't open very wide at all, creating a choppy, strobe-like feel to the action while also minimizing motion blur. The lack of motion blur especially makes the image seem much more detailed and gritty, which benefits Spielberg's authentic depiction of the horrors of war. And given that Kaminsky won a well-earned Best Cinematography Oscar for his work on the film, it's little surprise that the technique was replicated in dozens of big-budget action films in the years that followed. Gladiator perhaps most famously rehashed the effect, while also the likes of A Knight's Tale, Traffic and The Born Identity have used it in various degrees. The effect fell out of favour relatively quickly a few years later because it became such a rampant stylistic cliché, though even today Spielberg's original use remains totally jaw-dropping. Number 2. The Doorbell Switcheroo the Silence of the Lambs. Jonathan Demme's Best Picture winner features one of the most iconic and brilliantly devious edits in modern filmmaking history, that being the now famous doorbell switcheroo. In the film's climax, FBI agents are preparing to raid what they believe to be Killer Buffalo Bill's house, cross-cut with hero Clarice following up on a separate lead. Demi here does a fantastic job milking Bill's panic as it appears that he's about to be rumbled, only for him to open the door and be greeted by Clarice. And then cue every member of the audience gasping. Despite it becoming a cliché, this trick continues to be effective with directors putting their own spin on it every time. No Country for Old Men, for instance, features an outstanding doorbell switcheroo, when Javier Bardem's assassin breaks into a hotel room we believe is occupied
played by Josh Brolin's hero, only for it to actually be the room next door containing the Mexican assassins. Taylor Sheridan's superb thriller Wind River has a similarly memorable example, where rookie FBI agent Jane Banner knocks on the door of the local security crew's sleeping quarters. Sheridan then cuts to the man who appears to be inside, Matt Rayburn, who answers the door only to be greeted by his girlfriend Natalie who died at the start of the movie, confirming the sequence as a separate flashback. It's genius and a great movie, please go out and find this. Number 1. Viral Marketing The Blair Witch Project The Blair Witch Project wasn't only one of the pioneering entries in the found footage subgenre, but it also was one of the first films, and certainly the most effective, to hone early viral marketing techniques. The film's ingenious marketing campaign basically served as an extension of the movie itself, suggesting that the three principal actors had in fact disappeared for real, and that the film's contents were their real found footage. Back in 1999, when internet adoption was still picking up, moviegoers at large weren't yet savvy to the tricks of viral marketing marketing, and so the mystique surrounding the fate of the actors, who were contractually prevented from appearing in other movies and even listed as missing presumed dead on IMDb, was easily sustained and hugely effective. Hell, I remember being a kid and I actually saw a documentary video about the alleged disappearance of the cast before I'd even seen the film itself, and good lord did it get me hook, line, and sinker. Unsurprisingly then, after this, everybody in Hollywood was suddenly interested in using the internet to their advantage to create elaborate viral marketing campaigns to sell their movies. And in the years that followed, the results were, well, of varying quality. On one hand, films like Cloverfield, Paranormal Activity, and Deadpool expertly used the internet to build hype and intrigue. Yet the movie marketing landscape is so full of countless films which attempted to ride the viral marketing craze and failed spectacularly. Case in point, Snakes on a Plane became a viral sensation which failed to translate into actual box office dollars, and perhaps most infamously 2012's horror dud The Devil Inside ended with a cliffhanger which directed viewers to a website where they could learn more about the story. Yeah, that one just did not work at all. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 